Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston and today, for the second week running, we have a special guest host, David McGuire. What's going on, Mr. Trent? I can breathe easy. Patrick hadn't been here for a couple weeks. The air's feeling thinner. <laughs> well, yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot that's thinner starting right here. Buddy. Yeah, oh my head. Yeah, well, with, my head. Well, Dave, uh, I do remember being in college, roommates with you, and, and looking at your thick head of hair and being envious. And now the tables have turned. Yep. For the last couple decades, Mother Nature got me. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is what we call a ski ball. <laughs> Oh man, how you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm doing, uh, Trent. I'm doing great. Nice, lucky to be here. Fortunate. Always enjoy it. Good, good. Is uh, I think we're our, our second week in a row with some heat. Cooled down a little bit. Got a little rain, but but it's it's, it's hot. Yeah, you uh, you go outside. You're not uh, you're not lasting long. You're gonna be changing shirts. It's uh, it's a good time to be in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Not a good is. time to be in the low country. <laughs> that's true and if patrick was here he would plug our heating and cooling business <laughs> so if, if you have a problem with your air conditioner roby heating and cooling how about that that's it oh man well what's going on with you dave how how's your week uh going good man it's a uh, busy time of year for business busy time with uh family kids and camps and sports and all kinds of stuff so it doesn't stop as you know with your crew but uh yeah, it's nice to be in the summertime. Well, Dave, I know, uh, I know, I kind of keep you and Christian. Christian manages our radio show. I kind of keep y'all on edge. Uh, we have a special show for you today for the audience, the listening audience. I am actually going to interview David McGuire, uh, the Andrew Roby COO, Chief Operating Officer for the Roby Family of Companies. I thought it'd be a a great business show and uh, and, and kind of figure out what you do because I'm kind of curious. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Uh, I mostly just hang out at the pool. So we don't have so we don't have a guest coming in. <laughs> I mean, you, you coach a lot of baseball. Uh, yep, yep. I, I should have uh, VIP access to uh, Carmel Middle School's baseball fields. Do you yeah. uh, drag the field and stuff? I'm not the drag guy, but I have dragged and do drag. But I'm not the primary dragger. Because when fields. I was a kid, my uncle Donnie, who worked at the company when I was a kid. The joke was he was dragging the field at like 10 in the morning. <laughs> that is not happening. Um, I, I will tell you that uh, it does take a lot of time, and we have some very, very dedicated uh, parent volunteers, coaches over there that give so much of their time. God bless them. Um, I give a lot of my time, but I don't know if I could do much more than what I'm doing. So they're they're uh, they're awesome. But, no, I'm not out there at 10 a.m. So what, are you South Park? Yeah, South Park Youth Association. Uh, primary – 
uh, fields are at Carmel Middle School. We've we've had Lansdale Elementary, but they've been building a new schools, so we've had haven't had that access. But uh, yeah. And your second son, Jack, is the ball player. He is. Uh, my oldest, Aiden, played for a couple years at Dilworth when he was younger, but really wasn't his thing. And then Jack, my, who's ten, who's ten years old now, has really taken to and it. I got a question: Has Jack always played on an Andrew Roby baseball team? The very first team he was on, because uh, your brother Travis had Andrew Roby uh, for his team when Garrett was there, he had the Andrew Roby team. So I, Jack's first team was on the Pinnacle Roofing baseball oh, wow. team. Okay, but he has been either on an Andrew Roby, a Roby Services, or a Roby Commercial team ever since. So we're funding your son's baseball career. No, I pay my dues and all that personally. <laughs> the company gets some nice logos uh, and banners. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think everybody knows we've had a, a, a little league team at Dilworth, which plays on Princeton Avenue, the single baseball field above Freedom Park. Mm-hmm. I think we've had a team there for like forty-five years. Uh, I think. Trent, may, I think. May, I think it's been longer. Longer. Yeah. And then we have some minor league sponsors with some of our service companies at Dilworth. Yep. And then we do South Park now because Dave and my brother Travis have have had kids coming up, which is also a great branding, great place to give back. And we also do, uh, what's the other one? Myers Park Trinity. Myers Park Trinity, which plays over off Randolph Road, correct? Yeah, Billingsley. Yeah, that's a great spot. So uh, we we talk about this uh, a lot, and and Christian McCall, I think, is going to come in on our last segment. She just did the Trailblaze Challenge for Make-A-Wish. But but really, where we like to give back is in the community and in kids and, mm-hmm. and in little league. We think that little league is a, a very uh, mirror sport. Kids playing baseball as a team, and it's in the community, and the community gathers, and they have wholesome family mm-hmm. fun to what the Roby family of companies is all about. Yeah. So, and I inherited that. I, I grew up playing on on uh, Dilworth Little League Angel mm-hmm. Roby team. I was a superstar. <laughs> hit like thirty eight home runs. Yeah. Actually, I've never hit the ball out of a out of a ballpark. Didn't they move? Did they move the fence back because <laughs> I, of you? I've never. I've hit an in the park home run a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> He's fast. Everybody. But I was not fast. I was quick. True story. I, I'm five nine and, and about one sixty five, and you would think that I'm really fast. And in high school baseball at Harding, I, I hit a double in the playoffs, and we were tight game, seventh inning, and the coach put a pinch runner in for me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Come on, they call were, me. No, you were the catcher. You forgot. No, they, to switch they, up. I was not the catcher. They called me Piano Man when I, when my buddies, when I would hit a double, I'd round first, and they, you could see me running for first and second. They said it looked like I had a piano on my back. So, anyway. Uh, we'll send you to run. I, I'm definitely not musically inclined. Uh, so anyway, we love Little League. That's cool, Dave. Uh, that 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 you do that. I'm grateful. I give you a hard time. Uh, always dragging that ball field and eating hot dogs. I, I, yeah, I got I got to cool, cool, cool it with the cheeseburgers <laughs> and hot dogs. <laughs> I will work on some uh, Cliff bars in the concession. Well, when stand. I was a kid, we used to ride in the back of my uncle's truck, like ten deep in the back down the road, down Park Road, going Roby, 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 Roby. Now I hope you're not driving kids around in the back of the pickup truck. So we have uh, we have rules now. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's uh, we have testing and we have all kinds of stuff. So me having kids in the back of the truck, one would be very unsafe. Two. Uh, it's breaking all kinds of rules. So check yeah. it. If you want your kid to play little league baseball, you got to go get a COVID test. 
That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> a joke uh, of the times. Okay. <laughs> Dave, will you stick around? I'm going to interview the mess out of you in a few minutes. Uh, yes, sir. Happy to. All right. We hope you're having fun this morning. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Bob, 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 you had it. Welcome back to the Andrew Roby. Oh, Andrew Roby. At Home with Roby. Nah, I'm kidding. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you're having fun. George is cutting up in here. Man, TJ leaves, Patrick leaves. We start having a – this is talk radio, George. That's right. Hey, you know, we got to keep you got to keep you on your toes. I like it. That was fun. I like I was riding the back of your Montero you in 1995. Yeah, exactly. I had two kicker 12s. Oh, two, I, yeah. I built a speaker box. I was pretty good at building speaker boxes. That was a good – so we'll say welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston here, and I got David McGuire with me today filling in for Patrick. Hey, everybody. Feels so light in the room. Mm-hmm. And we just came in. Sound like California. <laughs> California love, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. One of Georgia's <laughs> originals. Hopefully you, you cracked a smile in your car. Anyway, Dave, I want to ask you a couple questions, man. You the you the COO of the Roby family of companies. Yes, sir. How long have you been with? Originally, it was Andrew Roby. We weren't the Roby family then. So I've got the uh, the original original timeline, and I have the professional timeline. The original original <laughs> was uh, nineteen ninety five six. I would say riding the dump truck with you and. Uh, some other knucklehead friends from high school cleaning up job sites, working with brick masons, uh, you know, sweating, you know, on top of some scaffolding. Do but, you feel uh, like you can toss two bricks together up four levels of scaffolding oh, pretty well? No doubt. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Oh, yeah. Do Just, you know how to mix mortar? I do. Okay. Now, if you ask me to do it right this minute, um, I, I couldn't do it as fast as I did in the summer of uh, 1996. So when I when I I was a laborer, I worked uh, from the time I was 14. Because when you're out of school, I mean, when you're uh, a family-owned construction business, I know at least back then you could work in the business at 14. Mm-hmm. My friends couldn't work till 16 because if you're not part of the family, you can't work construction till you're 16. And uh, I rode from 14 to 16 with Fred and Leroy in the dump truck, uh, taught me all about life. It was the greatest, greatest, I've had great times in my life, equally the greatest time of my life, uh, hanging out with Fred and Leroy. But my dad dropped me off to help the brick mason for the first time. His name was Wheeler Perry. And, uh, and he said, look, he ain't going to talk to you much. He ain't going to give you much reward and feedback you know if you're looking for feedback you're in the wrong spot he said but figure out really quickly how he likes his mud either hard or runny Mm -hmm. he said and then always have his mud to his right side and always have a nice fresh stack of bricks to the left side and work him up that scaffold and if you do that he'll like you Mm -hmm. and it's a life lesson i think that lesson carries all through the business but i don't think you're ever good at mixing mortar well, if that, if if you got that feedback, it wasn't shared. <laughs> I told Dad I didn't know if you were going to make it at some point when I was sixteen or seventeen. I'm kidding. I'm Still proving you kidding. wrong to this day. I'm completely yeah. kidding. So then, so so if you didn't pick up on this, Dave and I met. Uh, Harding was a magnet school. He lived out Carmel Road. Yeah, Bray Road, but Bray same Road. Difference. Okay, yeah. yeah, that you know that I don't area. go out there much, yeah. right? Uh, 
and he came to Harding. I'm from the west side. I my brother went to Harding when it wasn't a magnet school, so I had to keep the trend going. Uh, I wanted to be like my big brother, and we met at soccer tryouts ninth grade. Uh, ninety two. And then you did work during the summers at, at, at Roby, and then you and I, have, by, I don't know how, I, I, as every day goes by, I wonder more how we got, both got into Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we might not be going there now. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm, I can't believe I got in then. Uh, and, and, and I'll meet somebody and hang out with them for years and years, and we'll do a lot of stuff, do business together. And then when they meet Reagan, the first thing that I've heard this five or six times, did Trent really go to Carolina? <laughs> so like, really? Are you half stepping on me? Yeah. Uh, so we were freshman roommates in Morrison dorm uh, in 1996. Yep. Graduated Harding, went to, went to Carolina. And then we graduated Carolina in 2000. And then you actually were my roommate in my house for a year or so. I kept trying to follow you around, man. I need to get out of my. I, I graduated, went home, and it was it was good. I saved, you know, for we. I wasn't making any money back then, which I mean, that's kind of how it's supposed to be, right? Uh, right out of college, and I was saving money living in my parents' house. But at some point, I was like, I got I got to roll. And I talked to Trent, and he said, "You can be my roommate downstairs, pay me some rent. Sound like a win win." So four hundred dollars and half the utilities. It was good. Yeah, that, pretty simple. That little downstairs dungeon. So every time I walk down the steps of your house now, I think about my. Good old times down there. It's a little there. different now. Chasing the mice in the walls. It was perfect. The uh, the, 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 the paneling's not there anymore. <laughs> the red, the red. No, it was good time. The drop ceiling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember that very well. That was good memories. And then you, you were working. You came out of school and worked at Ferguson. Ferguson Enterprises. Yep, great folks over there. They had a, a, a really um, a good sales and management training program that uh, some of us came through. So I got that job and, and then um, – you know, times made sense. And you started at Andrew Roby uh, July 1st of 2008. That is correct, sir. And we negotiated all that spring. You were by far the biggest overhead hire we had ever had. And you negotiated with me for like three months. And you were nickel and diamond me to the penny of what you were going to make. You See, I think you remember that a little differently. Uh, we had... <laughs> We we had we talked, but I, I'll tell you, you know, as funny as that sounds, the the truth of the matter is, I wanted everything very understood between us because we were such great friends, and I didn't want anything to come between our friendship. And so it was kind of like one of those deals where we're going to go, you know, make a life change like that. I was like, hey, you know, uh, of course that's my personality too, right? Like uh. But but I wanted it right so that we there was nothing between our friendship. Well, and, and and you know I was big picture and I just hired people and told you know did you want to come work here you got to work on faith, uh, and, and and I liked that you were going to bring more more accountability and and oversight to our business so so whatever I give you a hard time about that, but when when it came out that you were going to come work for us a couple months before you started. All the Ferguson guys that I was hanging out with at the time, because they were taking me on golf trips and stuff mm-hmm. early on as as a salesperson, we do a lot of business and we still do a lot of business. Ferguson, they, you know, not saying they wanted to come work at Roby, but a little a little envy, just how humans are. And they said, why, 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 Dave? He just runs the. You won awards for running the counter over there behind Little Hardware, right? 
Yeah, the the brand, that was a big part of the business, but the business overall, you know, what we shipped, what we sold, and then what we had at the counter, all, the whole. But the you whole were thing. you were an operations guru. I was a, I was the manager of that location, and those yeah. guys said, "Well, why why Dave? You know, they thought that their big sales taking me off. You know, they'd have caught my eye a little more. They knew we were lifetime friends, and, and I, I you've probably heard me say this, but I say this a lot behind your back, and I said, "Look, this is the deal. If I left the country for a year." And I had a million dollars in pennies, and I asked you to watch them. You'd put them on your nightstand. I said, not only would he not touch the pennies and every penny be there, I said, he has some kind of innate deal in his body where he wouldn't even have the desire to touch the pennies. The devil would never go to you with that. And and I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to cry yeah. saying that, but it's true. And uh, and when you tell guys that, they, they, they shut up. Yeah. <laughs> They're no, like, oh, man, that. <laughs> you, got, you got me. So uh, that's true. So you started in, uh, we were peaking. We were just Andrew Roby. We were custom residential Andrew Roby, our traditional business then. Uh, you started, we were peaking. Then about two or three months later, we, we started to go down this big roller coaster hill. And, and it took us, we were a little lagging because we worked for well-to-do people. So we were a little lagging, had to, had the pipeline. And then, and then about 2009, it got real bad. Did something happen in 2008, nine? I should have. Oh, yeah. We should have. We should have <laughs> slashed our overhead. We actually did slash our overhead. I remember in September of '09, we had a two or three day meeting. You were part of this at uh, in the back of Greystone on South Boulevard. Oh, yeah, big D. Was Hot there, box and cigarettes. It was the mafia, and uh, and we decided that all the executives. Uh, Took a pretty considerable pay cut. I think. I think at the time, uh, you had negotiated so good for that great salary. We 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 all went to a thousand dollars a month uh, a week, and uh, and then the whole company as a whole took a ten percent pay cut. Yeah, so, there was very few people that didn't take it. There was a few that had families and stuff that we were aware of yeah. that we maybe were oh, really? treated. Yeah, there was a couple of situations. I didn't know that. Y'all didn't tell me that. But God. but in general, uh, yeah, we all. Hey, listen, we were trying to keep the business afloat, and um, did, did and was, it worked. Yeah, and yeah. we kept four hundred one k. We had just done four one k. We kept it. We took the match away. I would not. Yeah, I held strong. I'm glad I did. So yeah. we, now it's now it's doing Thank well. You. All right, David. We, we caught up on our history. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about business. We hope y'all are having fun. We got David McGuire, uh, the Roby family COO. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston. Today, Patrick McIsaac is out today, and we have David McGuire filling in as our guest host. All right. Happy to be here. And you're our interviewee. I'm on the hot seat. David and I are telling old stories. Uh, that's what really all we did in the last segment. Uh, he is so picksnickety in particular. He he desired to know what we were going to talk about, and I told him to just show up. I can roll with it too. Don't man. be late. I've been I've been around you long enough to know I got to roll with it sometimes. So you started out as the Andrew Roby COO in 2010. We started uh, coming out of recession. We trying to reinvest and create grow our brand. We started Roby Commercial and Roby Electric. Yeah, we had Roby Electric. Um, I got involved with that kind of right from the business side while I was doing the Andrew Roby thing. Um, but then yes, then then we did Roby Commercial and rebranded and brought in some some talented guys for that for that business. Yep. Wow. 
Got went to the mountains. Twelve years. Went ago. to the coast. Went to Goodness Raleigh. Christ. We did a lot. Shut them down. The mountains yeah. is doing great. Oh, mountains awesome. Yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah, we you know? did, and we and we the Androby Custom Residential. Uh, we have an office in Boone on one hundred and five. It's been twelve years now. Built a ha- mm-hmm. built a house for one of our greatest clients ever, Dick Johnson. That's how we started that office, mm-hmm. and uh, the office works wonderfully. It plays off Charlotte. It's only two hours away. Um, we got a we got an office up there with like ten or twelve folks locally. Yeah, they're all yeah they're all local, and yeah. uh, they're wonderful. They build so well. They carry our brand, and, and it, it's wonderful because it's a second home market for Charlotte. Yeah, it, it is, and it, you know, and, and the cool part about it is that you know uh, you do a good job, uh, then you get people from other walks that just happen to have property yeah. up there so it's yeah uh, yeah yeah then you get people outside of Charlotte. it's taking a while you the brand takes t- a good decade to really grow and get yeah. cemented in mm-hmm. uh and now we have a fellow by the name of luke nays yep who is from hendersonville well he's from wisconsin originally oh. his his wife's I knew family there was something wrong with him yeah he's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so luke originally from from uh, Wisconsin, but his wife's family uh, has had property in Hendersonville for years, and they love the area. And we hired him about four years ago with the sole purpose of training and developing him to uh, open do the same thing that we did in yep. Boone in the Asheville. Once market. again, about two hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays off of Charlotte people. Charlotte people have have a good presence up in Asheville, Cashers, up Highlands, and mm-hmm. then. Even Hendersonville, Brevard, Brevard, yeah, Brevard yeah. has come along, man. It's you want to go see some hipsters? Go to Brevard. Yeah, there's you got take all, your mountain bike. Yeah, it, it's a cool area, <laughs> and, and a lot of Charlotte. And we've done projects in Asheville for years, yeah. uh, but just kind of a one-off. But we're excited about that. We'll be hopefully starting to build that house in September. Uh, that we're going to go up there with. So, you'll, I mean, if you're a Roby customer, you're affiliated with the Roby companies, you'll you'll be seeing more communication about that, but we're super excited. And Luke, I'm going to brag on him a little bit, did he come out of Appalachian? He went to App State. So, so App State? After the Marines. So app, or after the Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was a Marine. Wow, I knew I His liked was. that guy. Forget yeah. what I said about Wisconsin and him being a Yankee, cheesehead, whatever he is. Uh, he's a Marine. Yep. My, my father was a Marine. I'm, mm-hmm. I have a place in my heart for Marines. But he, number one, great recruitment tool with our office up in Boone is Appalachian State. Yeah, we, we we found some good folks. Up yeah, there. we went to career fairs and and I'll be honest with you. There's uh, I don't really want to spill the secret, but uh, you know, you get a lot of these at the universities. You get a big big commercial companies, large subcontractor on the commercial side. You get some of these really big uh, home builders. Not as many places for the the custom builder or the renovation, so you can attract the right people if that's what that's they great. want to do. Well, I'm gonna brag on Luke. Luke, my mom renovated her house. Andrew Roby did her project uh, over the last year or so, and Luke was the primary superintendent on that project. Part of his learning education coming along to be be prepared to go up and, and run a satellite office for us and my wife reagan has a very good read on people and she said he's very ron haston like and i didn't really even realize or maybe i heard it one ear and out the other that he was a marine uh mm-hmm. but how he talks to ladies and how he handles the process and how he's mild-mannered and also how he likes to do woodworking, does a lot of home projects. All those things combined, she said he had a lot of qualities that my father had. That's so, quite the compliment. 
Don't let me down, Luke. <laughs> uh, we got Luke definitely has to listen to this show so we can have some accountability. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll clue him in. Okay, Dave, I want to know. So, so, so then you, you're the COO. You were hired the COO of Angel Roby. Uh, and then over the years, as we created the family of companies umbrella, uh, we went through a couple outside COOs that, that came in those, those that – have gone away, uh, and, and uh, what two years ago? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you became the 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 Roby family chief operating officer. Yes, sir. Uh, alongside David Barrett as our chief financial officer. That's right. So, so you and David Barrett are, are, are my tango and cash. Yep. Uh, y- y'all do a wonderful job. I, I I trust y'all with everything I got, obviously, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to live in fear. So uh, so thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the trust. So I need to know this. I got you on the spot. How are we handling all the supply chain issues and the, uh, and the inflation issue? Great question. We, the honesty um, with customers, uh, setting expectations from the beginning. I mean, we're having like, on the backside, we're having conversations with vendors, suppliers, uh, sales reps, things like that to get a scope on the market to kind of figure out where things are at, lead times, what, what we expect. But we're, we're sharing that information internally, and then we're just – we're being upfront with our customers on the front side so that they know. I mean, that's, it's on everybody's mind, whether you're in a commercial or residential, uh, you know, where things are at. Is it going to be less expensive later? You know, um, so we're just setting the expectation with people that, you know, things are taking longer. Uh, selections are very, very important to get picked out and figured out lead times in advance. Um, letting people know that, hey, you're going to get a surprise here and there about something not being available or, or this costing more. So it's changed how we do business a little bit. It doesn't change the philosophy of how we do business, meaning that we just try to be proactive, um, set clear expectations, and then just educate people. But uh, it's a unique environment for sure. And I've seen a couple emails come out of our office. We have a have a pretty how many, how many vehicles do we have in our fleet? Uh, seventy five or so. I always say I think around yeah. eighty. That's yeah. my answer. Uh, and gas is obviously a big point of mm. calls for us. So sure. it's a struggle from going a dollar fifty to four fifty or set five dollars. And we have some diesel vehicles. This in the five fifty six dollar yeah. range. It's real expensive. Um. I've seen some emails about that. Are, are our guys tightening their belts on being efficient with the gas? We think so. Uh, <clears throat> we're, we're really ho- really trying to hammer on uh, idling and inefficient trips, um, working with our offices to be, uh, especially on our services side as, as far as dispatch, right, trying to do the best we can to serve our clients when they're on the schedule, but also all things being equal, can we, can we get more strategic about, you know, one stop to the next? Uh, just thinking – Thinking through things like that's important. Um, you know, filling up when you're not on low, like E, where you're going out of your way. Just trying to be common sense smart. I mean, it's no different from anybody that's, um, you know, living at home or running a business. I mean, it's it's impacting all of us. So we're just trying to be common sense. I mean, the truth of the matter is that these spikes in costs go up. I mean, it's difficult. You can't just turn right back around and hit your customers with a gas tax and all these types of stuff. So we're having to be real uh, diligent about how we're absorbing those costs and w- when it is appropriate to pass it on while still trying to run a, you know, a, a good, uh, tr- you know, trust a, a business that people trust. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's unique. And if you're listening to this, I'm, you, everyone's facing it. So. Well, I play golf with a customer. We just started a job. I actually renovated his house in 01. We're renovating his house now in 22. So 21 years different. Him and I become good friends. 
and and he asked me, he said, you're probably telling your guys not to go to the customer's houses, go to my house as much. I said, whoa, 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 time out. We never tell our customers not to service our client. I mean, our employees, our employees yeah. not to service our clients. That's against our culture. Yeah. I said, we're telling them to plan their day out so they don't have to go to Home Depot twice. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all common sense stuff that you would hope, regardless of gas is $1.50 or it's or $6, same kind of concept applies. Yeah. It's just, obviously, it hurts more right now. All right, Dave. The, the last two weeks, I, I punk on Patrick. I shouldn't do that behind his back. Patrick's a wonderful host. Uh, we're going to let Christian come in and talk about her Trailblaze Challenge on the last uh, segment of the show, uh, a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to push you on out of the studio. But, man, it's been wonderful having you fill in for Patrick the last two weeks. I hope Patrick gets better. No, Patrick's fine. He just <laughs> his summer travel and stuff. Patrick's fine. I'm kidding again. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What is one thing that you live by? One principle, both life and business. I think they're the same. Uh, Trent, you say it, and, and it's gonna be cliche because you say it all the time, and everybody knows this. But it, it's really that simple. I, it's the golden rule. I mean, just. Treating other people like you want to be treated. You must listen to the show because we say that at the end of every show. I just don't know how, how there you could have a better rule than that. I mean, honestly, I think it's it's just something that I try to live by, and I fail I fail a lot, but I know uh, that's just what you have to strive for. Well, man, God bless you, Dave. It's been fun having you on. I love working with you. It's so cool to be able to work with your best friends and be family together, and uh, thank you for what you do. And uh, – Hopefully you can come back on the radio sometime. Well, thanks, Trent. Appreciate the kind words. I'm blessed to be here. Maybe and, uh, next time love... you can replace me instead of Patrick. You know, <laughs> if you go out of town, just let me know. All right, I will All let right. you know, APB. Hey, when we return, we got Christian McCall, uh, the director of marketing at the company that did the Trailblaze Challenge, talking about it. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby Show. I'm Trent Haston, filling in for Patrick McIsaac today. And now for our fourth segment, we have another guest host, actually interviewee, Christian McCall. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are the Director of PR, Public Relations and Marketing for the Roby Family of Companies. That is correct. You are my business wife. Yeah. <laughs> Work wife. I just say that for, for Jonathan. Yeah. And his, his real wife knows that as well. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a rolling joke. She yeah. gives me her. I got two women that give me a hard time. She, yeah. does, she does not give me a hard time. Yeah. I, I told I Reagan. To. I told I Reagan, uh, I, I like this show uh, we did today with Dave and now Christian's on. And uh, I told Reagan, I said, I said, man, I got to answer Christian. She's been asking me if I had a guest lined up. I told her I'd handle it. I said, I'm surprised I'm going to do the interview Dave. And, and Reagan said, man, leave her alone. <laughs> and this all came together about an hour before we started recording. Man, that's so. how it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Last week we had Mr. McCorkle on and he asked me 18 times what we were going to talk about. I told him to hush. <laughs> He's a good one. So, Christian, are you still sore? I'm not. the The human body is an amazing thing, and um, we bounce back pretty quickly from from our hike. Cool. So, uh, what hike? 
We, Jonathan, my husband and I did the Trailblaze Challenge for Make-A-Wish back at the end of May. So it's been, I know we've talked about it on the show before. I think we've had Chris Weber on to kind of go through that program, but um, been on our bucket list for several years. And finally, the timing was right for us to really commit to it and train. And um, so, yeah, we did So what is the Trailblaze Challenge? It is a 28.3-mile hike along the Foothills Trail for Make-A-Wish. You, um, all hikers, there's a fundraising component to it, um, but you basically come out and hike for Make-A-Wish for awareness and um, So, so 28 well. miles. 28.3. Oh, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> well, the reason why I ask is because last year, a year and a half ago, Yes. We could not have our cornhole tournament, our 13th annual, I think, then. That's right, yeah. Uh, because we couldn't gather. Um, so to keep the tradition alive, and we wanted to still raise money as, as a company for Make-A-Wish of Central and Western North Carolina, we did uh, Walking walk for, for wishes. wishes. yeah. And it was designed off of the Trailblaze Challenge. Yes, we did 28.3 miles around Charlotte. Um, and that was a fun day. There was there was six of us that did the full thing, and then we kind of filtered employees in and out throughout the day. So I I thought it was a really cool. So was the mountains us. harder? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Come on, just because I hadn't done that. No, it it makes a huge difference. Uh, it was yeah. twenty eight miles walking around Charlotte was rough. Yeah. How long did it take you in the mountains? We started at five fifteen in the morning, and we were done by four fifteen. So right at eleven hours. 11 hours, mm-hmm. 5.15 in the morning to 4.15 in the afternoon, yeah. walking up the mountain. And that's after you, you're waking up at 3, you're on a bus by 4 to get there on time, so it's a long, long Goodness day. Goodness gracious. And people pledge for your walking. Yeah. That's yeah. how so Make-A-Wish raises all of money. the hikers are asked to raise, I think it's $2,500 a piece. So, so yeah. So um, How many hikers were there? Uh, talk to Emily. There's two hike weekends in May, and there was 155 across both weekends. So that's probably like 75 of us. Do you us. know how much Make-A-Wish raised on this? At the end of May, they were at over 300000 so I feel certain that they're probably closer to four. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's a cool, it was a very, anything Make-A-Wish does is flawless, flawlessly executed. I was impressed by their staff. It's their staff. They've got a huge following of volunteers that are committed to it. And I was impressed by the volunteers because it's not like they're just volunteering for the day of. They're with us. We started training back in February. And they're with you every other weekend to kind of get you prepared. And just a great group of people. I felt like we were in a really cool bubble for a weekend of just people coming together, doing a cool thing, dedicated to Make-A-Wish. It was just a really, really neat experience. Well, man, I'm proud. Uh, I'll say this to you. I don't know if I've said this as as blatantly. Uh, I'm proud of you and Jonathan for doing that. I'm proud of y'all. I'm I'm on the board at the Make-A-Wish of Central and Western North Carolina. I've been on there a long time. Uh, I I love how our company champions something and it's such a great cause that it emulates out to our leadership, uh, and, and you go do this personally as well. Yeah. And, and stick your – not only do you walk 28 miles, but but it's a little uncomfortable sometimes to raise money, ask for money from people for charity, and, and, and also uh, put, put your neck on the line and go out here and spend your time. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank you. And that's the job itself with Roby is what led me to make a wish. So, so. good. And you're not sore anymore, so I don't want to yeah. hear about it anymore. It's over. Yeah, we're good. We survived. <laughs> cornhole tournament this yeah, fall. Yeah, that's where my focus is. When is the cornhole date? November 5th, Freedom Park. We're starting to get sponsors now. November so. the 5th.
the the fifteenth annual pitching for wishes. Yes, right? fifteen years. Yes. Oh, right. Here we yep, go. That's huge. Hey, Christian, thank you for filling in for Dave the last segment. Yes. I was kind of getting tired of him after two <laughs> weeks. Uh, you're a lot more pleasant. And listen, thanks for listening to the At Home with Roby show. Uh, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated and carry a smile around on your face this Sunday. Thank you for listening.